0: Yes, 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 you already know what time it is. Welcome to the best 20 to 60 minutes of your week. This is The Styles Files, and I am your host, Alan Styles. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, thank you for joining. Appreciate having you. And if you've been listening, shout out to the day ones. Got a plethora of things to talk about this week. Um, You know, too many, actually, to kind of, go over to start the show because I don't want to butcher it and have to retake this four or five different times. So I'm just kind of going to roll out with it and let everything out um, as it comes. All right. Uh, Been, you know, the weather has been heating up here. You know, I love that. As I've said multiple times, I love the summer. Don't talk to me about fall. Um, So I'm in a great mood right now. Great mood. Let's get this thing popping. Okay, so if you don't have Twitter, and that's one of those things where I think something is very big, um, or if you're in the Twitter world, it's very big, and if you're not, you may have no idea what anyone is talking about, because I don't know if it has gotten to Facebook or I don't really know how it would work on Instagram, but basically the bottom line is this, Um, Popeyes has released a chicken sandwich uh, to kind of combat chick-fil-a sandwich and people have lost their damn mind you know there's this whole argument about which sandwich is now better um there was a big twitter beef no pun intended uh with you know chick-fil-a replying to popeyes and then wendy's trying to get into it and then shake shack getting into it and i think a couple others as well um so it's been this whole big thing about who has the best chicken sandwich So naturally, um, I went to Popeye's earlier this week and let me tell you, I am kind of torn because, um, well, first of all, Chick-fil-A, I don't know if, I don't know if I, I don't know if they even, I have a spicy chicken sandwich. I feel, I feel like they do, but you know, the original is the original and I'm pretty sure when I go, I get the original. I'm trying to remember now. But anyway, my plan when I got to Popeye's earlier this week was to get an original and a spicy, uh, you know, not get any sides and just eat two of those. See what, you know, what was popping. Um, So I get there and basically it's one of these, you know, Popeye's that it has nowhere to sit. It's literally it's like in the middle of. This spot in Oakland where, you know, I kind of liken it to the financial district in San Francisco is kind of grab and go. So uh, there's no seats; You just kind of grab your food, get back to work or whatever the case may be. So I show up and the line is like 15, 20 people deep. And I was pretty sure I'm just like, you know, I got a bad feeling about being like the next person in line and they run out of sandwiches. Right. Granted, they're open till 11. I was there at like seven. So I'm thinking, okay, we should be good. Um, so keep in mind all they, put, I don't know what they put on the spicy one, but, uh, and I kind of gave away what ends up happening, but I, but I know all they put on the traditional is mayo and pickles and I wasn't going to get mayo anyway. So I'm about three quarters through the line and very first of all, they didn't make a full announcement about the spicy thing. I overheard the, the um, cashier saying, um, oh, you know, we only have classic. So I'm a little annoyed, but I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Um, You know, st- stay in line, and I'm about two or three people away. They say they no longer have mayo. Now, I wasn't going to get mayo anyway. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's whatever. And then as she's walking away, she's like, just want to let you guys know we there is no more mayo. And I'm thinking, okay. And And, and as she starts walking away, she's like, and no more pickles. So basically, they're selling people. That's the power of Twitter, specifically black Twitter. Nobody got out of line. And I looked behind me. There's 20 more people. And they were all in line to buy chicken on a plain bun. If I was still in line or if I was back there, I definitely would have left. But I was like three people away. So I'm like, you know what? I hit up my girl. My girl stops at Whole Whole Foods and picks up pickles because I'm thinking I wasn't going to get the mayo anyway, the spicy chicken. I'll just come back in, you know, two months to try it. I'm not really tripping. Um, So I, you know, make the order and I get them, put the pickles on and I got the uh, blackened ranch and, you know, and it's, I know they don't owe you anything, but it's like, you see all these people in line and you still want to charge 23 cents. For the sauce, right? It's like, can I get some free sauce since you don't have pickles or mayo? Are you just serving us a dry, you know, this, this, you know, this dry sandwich? Like, come on. So, paying my 23 cents, I got blackened ranch and I also got buffalo sauce. And I got two sandwiches, so I figured I would mix and match. So, I get home, you know, throw the pickles on that bad boy, uh, sauce it up and go to town. And I'm going to tell you, that thing was good. That thing was real good. It was real good. Better than Chick-fil-A, less problematic, right? I think I would, I I also haven't been to Chick-fil-A in like the last couple months, so I could be a prisoner of the moment and say Popeye's was better. I do think the chicken was actually better, uh, but I'm going to have to go back to Chick-fil-A fairly soon to really kind of measure out what which one was actually better but i'm gonna tell you this you know they really are just bare bones in it i don't know about the spicy chicken I, that really could be the game changer um not to mention you know any meal that is under 20 25 bucks that feeds two people is cool with me right um especially in san francisco and oakland even if it's fast food i don't care cuz fast food be tripping sometimes too um so yeah, I, basically I think you'd have to try them both at the same time because I don't know, especially uh, out here on the West Coast, you know, the Chick-fil-A's aren't like every other block. So, it's not like, you know, many people have had Chick-fil-A that often, right? To to, to 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 compare it, I'm not saying people are lying saying that Popeye's is better, um especially if you're on the East Coast and you do have Chick-fil-A a lot. I'm just saying for me, I would have to rehab Chick-fil-A fairly um, soon to sit there and be like, yeah. Uh, and really, you're just con- you're, you're really just um, comparing the, the chicken like tender patty, uh, because, I mean, the buns were very similar. Like I said, I don't know if their pickles are better than the whole food pickles. I don't know. But let me tell you this. It was really, 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 really good. It was really good. And, you know, 3 dollars that's not too bad. I mean, you get a burger. Like, those burgers at McDonald's nowadays are going to hit you 5 6 bucks. the sandwich alone. So, uh, definitely a good move on Popeyes. We'll see how long the hype lasts. Um, definitely want to try that spicy chicken sandwich and give a renewed review um, once that happens. And, you know, boy, we will go from there. Okay. So, next, and this is actually... Something that came up to me um, or came into my mind when I went to L.A. for work last week. So I go to L.A., you know, for work last week and, you know, me and my coworker, we get in the car and this lady picks us up. You know, very nice lady, but she not blasting, but you can hear the she's not also not playing it quietly. She's playing gospel music. And she was like, you know, uh, I got nothing to complain about. I love my job. You know, I get I get to listen to my Jesus music. So Jesus is in the passenger seat with me. And I'm like, you know what? You know, praise him. You know, do what you got to do. Right. Do what you got to do. But it got me thinking, what do what does everybody think, you know, the rules should be when it comes to to listening to music in the car when you're in a um, what's it called a ride share you know whether it's lyft or uber whatever the case may be you know do you think you should be subject to whatever the driver wants to play because after all they are driving you somewhere or since you're paying uh, you should be able to choose like they should offer or do you not care do you not care so as always tweet at me dm me at the underscore Styles Files, Styles with an I. I'm very curious about that because, I mean, I guess I'm on the fence about it, right? If you are someone that, you know, it's like anything else, should you be subject to what they want to listen to because they're driving or should they at least offer, right? I think maybe if you're paying, um, because I think most of the time people would be like, no, it's all good, but I think especially if you are not like a religious person, um, and let's say like our ride was like 15 20 minutes let's say it turns in and it's la could we could got suck in traffic you know and you're sitting there and she's like per, kind of singing along right and it's the daytime so it's not like we're just tired and it's you know midnight but it's kind of like you know uh i'm not really and i'm ta- not talking about myself but it's like you know i'm not really on the the jesus hype i'm not really trying to hear you like sing gospel music right so i think that's very interesting and then there are the people that uh play nothing and don't offer to play anything um and then they're the people you know and it shouldn't just be because it's gospel music it could be anything if you get in and someone's playing like hard metal right uh should you you know if anything that like kind of uh is not, i don't know if niche is the word but kind of just like you know, if either you love it or hate it. Right. I don't think like heavy, like death metal. Like I don't think a lot of people are in between on that. Right. Um, the same way, I don't know if people are in between on gospel music, not because it doesn't sound good, but because it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, Jewish or, you know, I believe in, I have a different religion. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really trying to hear that for a certain amount of time. Um, so yeah, that's, that was kind of an interesting situation to me because I didn't mind. I obviously, you know, grew up, grew up in the church and things like that, but I could just see like, if you didn't, um, anything that is kind of, you know, not the top 40, right. It's kind of like, um, Hey, do you guys, I don't know. Do they, should they have to ask, right? Should they have to ask? I don't know. I don't know. So I'm kind of curious as to what other people think about that. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of an interesting situation. Okay, next speaking of speaking of music, uh, got a new review for uh, someone that I've kind of been obsessed with uh, for the last couple of weeks. Um, I've played her album, you know, at nauseum in the house, uh, you know, commuting, on the plane, anywhere I was, and the album just came out on Friday. Uh, last Friday. And that is Snow Allegra. Snow Allegra, a Swedish and Iranian singer uh, that has been around for a little bit, but I guess I've been sleeping. Um, But she put out an album and it's really good, man. I mean, look, people were, were calling me crazy just saying that she sounds like Alicia Keys or a young Alicia Keys. I wasn't necessarily saying she is gonna be as big as Alicia Keys. I'm just saying, literally, when I listen to her voice, I kind of hear Alicia Keys, and um, you know, other people have confirmed that with me, and other people have said you sound crazy. Just listen for yourself. You know, I gave that album. Um, I think it was I don't know, like 11 tracks or something like that, something around there. I definitely liked. I definitely could, you know, when you talk about replayability, I definitely could replay at least 75 percent of the album, which is really high for me. Really high. So I'm going to give that thing, um, <sighs> I don't like to give out nines super often, you know, just, just to give them out. So I'm going to give it like a eight and three quarters, eight and three quarters, but I really want to give it a nine. Okay, we'll put it to you like that. But I will say this, uh, buyer beware, um, you know, I don't know if she's with someone or whatever, but the songs are very love forward. So you gotta be sure that you know um and be very cognizant of where you're listening to the songs, who you're listening with cause you could mess up and end up engaged by the end of the album. I'm telling you that right now. I mean, it's literally like didn't mean to fall in love. um, I've been waiting to find someone like you. we in you know um we in a situation ship. it kind of sounds like it went from uh you know went from just like a casual situ and then by the end of it you know they're basically could be walking down the aisle so you know just be sure if you're listening to it with someone you know you might not want to fire it up uh with certain people whether that's like your boys or whatever the situation is just know what the swag is going into it but great album great album uh, okay, so sticking with music, I saw this on the on the Twitter feed, I think it was yesterday or earlier in the week, and basically what has happened was everybody knows, you know, Meg The Stallion has been this whole time been talking about Hot Girl Summer this, Hot Girl Summer that, and her new song, Hot Girl Summer, with uh, herself, Nicki Minaj, and Ty Dolla $ign have been smashing the charts, smashing the charts. And it, again, I think it, just, it came out like two weeks ago. Um so a kind of a smaller artist but he's one of those artists that has a huge following it's just kind of a niche following like if you know of him uh you know you're you're, you it's kind of a love hate situation but a lot but a lot of people haven't um his name is black bear he's been around for a while and i have been a fan so i may be a little blinded by that but basically earlier this week uh, Black Bear, I guess, is dropping a song on this coming Friday called Hot Girl Bummer. So, I guess, essentially, that's the name of the song. And he he started a hashtag, and that started trending. And let me lead with this. He's a white guy, okay? So, I saw on Up Rocks, um a couple days ago, or yesterday... You know, it was basically an article about people being very upset with Black Bear and accusing him of trying to gentrify the hot girl summer movement and make it, you know, another time that a white man or, you know, someone white is taking something from someone black and, you know, especially a black woman and kind of uh, using it, right? Using it as their own or, you know, for their gain, whatever the case may be. And let me just say this. I don't think it's that serious. I am the first one to talk about gentrification and, you know, jacking people's swags and not get, you know, someone else does, you know, one thing and then uh, somebody of a different race does it. And, you know, certain people get more shine than the others. I'm the first one to tell you about that. I don't think this is that situation. I mean, look. People have been saying Hot Girl Summer all summer, right? Even if Meg Thee Stallion um, kind of coined it, right? Came up with it. And people make remakes of songs all the time. So, you know, and Black Bear compared to Meg Thee Stallion right now, like I said, he's got a following. But ain't nobody really checking for like Black Bear's song like that. Like y'all getting upset about it and having uprocks and these articles, right? You know, uh, you know, and these news outlets write articles about it is actually giving him more pub than if you just kind of left it as it was and be like yo who is this fool like i've never heard of him you listen to the song if you want or don't listen if you want um but but you know in this day and age where you know people can get accused of um you know pulling the race card if you will when it's not necessary we have to be as a you know uh, black people and people of color we have to be very um kind of selective when we want to go there and I just didn't think in this situation and again I am a Black Bear fan so maybe I'm not seeing it the same way I just didn't think this was a good situ to pull that on like maybe just say I don't I don't know but like taking it there you know like white guys trying to steal like no one's steal stealing means that like Meg the St- like Hot Girl Summer is so big that you cannot steal it. Stealing means that, hey, this guy did a song or this person did a song. I'm gonna do a song and it didn't really pop. I'm gonna do a song extremely similar and hope that it pops way bigger. Black Bear is not making a song that's gonna be bigger than Meg Thee Stallion. Nicki Minaj and Ty Dolezal. I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah, sure. He wanted it trending. He just wanted it trending for his own pub. So I don't think you, that was a situation where you needed to kind of blow it up like that. I, I And I am the first one to say when there are situations like that, but I just think it was too easy for other people to be like, oh, here they go again, like being upset for no reason. And I think that when it comes to music and the fact that You know, other people have done remakes um, of songs in kind of a guy versus a girl way. Is the dynamic, like, would it be different if Ty Dolla Sign made Hot Girl Bummer or a black artist made Hot Girl Bummer? I don't know. I don't know. But again, it should essentially be the same because uh, Meg Thee Stallion still coined it. But I think that energy would be different. I just think that when it comes to music, um yeah man i mean there's no real rules and people are talking about hot girl lawsuit like meg the should sue him it's like you cannot sue someone for saying three words you can't you can't i don't believe so um as long as the song doesn't sound like hot girl summer there's literally nothing anyone can do like this is a re- like this is not a uh you know a rabbit hole or a black hole that you want to head down where like I coughed on a song and someone's like, well, I coughed first and now I'm getting sued, you know, like there's just levels to this. And I think that there are so many situations, so many more obvious situations where people are trying to take, uh, you know, the culture's swag, right? The black culture's swag and, you know, uh, make it cool or white or whatever the case is I think people are just ready to hop on the next thing. For me, this wasn't it. Now, I will say Black Bear does have – he is hip-hoppy, but I don't know. I mean, to me, he's not as like – he's more pop um, than like – he. there's obviously hip-hop flavor. But if, if Post – okay, I'll put it to you like this. If Post Malone came out and did Hot Girl Bummer, I think, sure, I would have more of a problem because this guy has flip-flopped. He has, you know, run around with the hip-hop community, but being very smart to say he is not a rapper. That's his thing. He has never said he is a rapper. So now that he's going to do, like, more folky country music, um, you know he can say that it's all good because he never said he was a rapper, even though his whole swag is hip hop, right? That's something to be upset about. I think that one is more obvious. And I like Post Malone's music. I still think he's a swagger jacker, right? In my, in this situation where it's literally like black bear, isn't the first person to try to, you know, hop on top of, uh, someone else's shine. But I just don't think that's a black white thing. I just think that's a, I'm trying to hop. I'm trying to, you know, um, be a part of the movement thing right that's like you know uh apple comes up with the airpods and now everyone is going cordless right i mean it's just kind of part of the deal um and it shouldn't make a difference who does it i just think the energy would be different if uh, a black artist did it and i don't think it should be i just don't think in music in in this situation in music um that was that was the time to kind of you know go that route or you know take that stance sure if that's what you believe fine I, that's not what i believe that's not the take i'm i'm going with you know when we're talking about how back in the day possibly elvis uh you know stole from black artists and you know a lot of these early white artists that kind of took um you know black artists music and kind of went in that direction that is some real stuff right there not this like i'm I'm gonna get a hashtag because i'm trying to get some shine off it sure do what you got to do people do that all the time like it's it's the same to me as any other remix to me um so i had to speak on that just because in in my uh you know in my position that's just how i feel uh you can disagree you can agree like i said my my instagram my twitter is always open at the underscore styles file styles with an i okay next um yeah not sure if everybody that i am speaking to knows what this is but basically house of highlights is uh, a basically a highlight connection to bleacher report so uh, they did a deal back in the day. Uh, this dude Omar kind of created it. Bleacher Report was like, "Yo, this is dope." Now they've partnered, um, so they're all under you know, House of Highlights is under the Bleacher Report umbrella, and basically, they post really cool highlights. Right? It sports some. It's sports to some capacity, but it could be anything cool. It's kind of like any top play from SportsCenter. Whether it's it could be like whether it's a normal stuff like a cool touchdown or you know, a buzzer beater, or it could be like, you know, a kid that is sick that, you know, a team lets score a touchdown, you know, like a make a wish type of deal, or sometimes it's just some random funny stuff. Right. So I had this idea to basically, I uh, kind of started just because I was waiting for my laundry to finish and, you know, I'm throwing the football around, throwing it basically to myself. And we have a basketball court at my parents' house. Cause that's where I was doing my laundry. So we have like three quarters of an acre. It's a pretty big lot. So I'm like at the beginning of the grass, and the basketball hoop is – I mean, it's pretty far. I'm not really good with like math and how far, but I mean, it felt like it was like 40 yards away. I would put it to you like that. And, um, you know, I'm throwing it, and I basically – I nail it. I nail it. I chuck the football and it goes in the basketball hoop after like three or four tries. So during, during the whole thing, my dad was like, you know, me and my dad were talking back and forth saying, you know, um, I bet you, you won't make it 400, 500. It's basically monopoly money. I know this fool's not going to pay me, but we did bet to some capacity, but it is what it is. So I make the shot. It's a dope shot. So I start blowing up house of highlights ESPN top 10, sports center, everything. Um and I got no response. I got no response. I even like DM'd that dude that started House of Highlights directly and was like, "Fam, like, you know, my dad bet me 500, you know, you think you could put me on cuz these videos get like all get like a million, you know, 2 million hits and I'm trying to get lit, you know, st- trying to get style files on the map. Um no response and I just thought That was a miss. That was a miss. I thought it was a really cool shot. Check it out. It's on my Instagram. It's on my Facebook. Um, And I don't know. I know they probably get blown up all day. So I'm like, maybe they haven't seen it yet. That's possible, right? Maybe I should resend it. Um, But yeah, nothing yet. So then what I did was I tried to turn it into a meme, right? And I thought the meme was pretty funny. It was basically like when you send the risky 2 a.m. text, and she responds right with the video, so I thought that was funny. So I sent it to a bunch of meme accounts, um, and no response, no response. And I get back to I get back to uh, work on Monday, and you know my coworkers are like, "Yo, that was a dope shot." I'm like, "I thought so too. I really thought so too." And I've just gotten no love, like absolutely no love. So house of highlights, I'm about to tag you in this. I'm gonna give one more run, uh, and sports center to to try to get in, you know on either Sports Center or House of Highlights because I probably will never make that shot again. I'm literally pleading with you to put me on, all right? Um, So that's that. Speaking of sports in a way, um, taking it back to Major League Baseball, the Giants, it's not that they're cooling off. They just seem to be pretty stagnant. They can't seem to make a run here. And looking at the standings for the wildcard teams, they're they're losing some ground. They're four and a half back. Um, the Cubs and the Nationals are the ones kind of rolling right now. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. I mean, there's the Giants are four and a half back, but the Cubs and the Nationals have the wild card spots. Then the Mets, Phillies, Brewers, and Diamondbacks are also ahead of the Giants. Giants sitting at 500 and like I said this whole move was a class act move by the Giants organization um, you know by not getting rid of Madison Bumgarner and it might be something that they not necessarily regret but I and I don't think they regret it because they knew what they were doing Um, and they were super hot at the time but um, it's just it's just you know it was a good look for them to kind of stay competitive with Bochy uh you know the giants manager this being his last year and just saying hey we're not going to give up just because you know you've done so much for the for the organization we want you to kind of go out with a bang and like i said even the fact that they've kind of been in it has been a win in itself because at the beginning of the year they didn't even look competitive so obviously there's still a chance they get in they'd have to go on a nice little run here they do they are playing the cubs um they played the Cubs. I believe they lost to them earlier this week. They play. Let's see. They play again. Yeah, they got the Cubs two more times in Chicago. So they could gain some. They would be gaining ground with all the other teams in front of them. And then uh, they got the A's over the weekend. I'm going to the Sunday game. I will be having a great time. I'll put it to you like that. Um, and then they have the diamondbacks for a couple games after that who are also ahead of them so they definitely have a shot to make to to make to make some noise here they still you know in september they got to go to not that they've been playing super great but anytime you got to go to fenway that's tough they got to go to fenway but besides they got the dodgers a couple times the freaking Division foe. So it's not looking outstanding. uh, But they do got the Marlins mixed in a little bit. The Pirates. They're just going to have to really ball out in those games. The Padres. They cannot afford to drop uh, a lot of those games. I don't think they have the horses. But either way, you know, it's been a great run. And I hope they prove me wrong. Um, So speaking of baseball, uh, even though this is technically softball, I'm finally doing it. I am finally um, getting back on the horse And playing softball this week, I have a buddy who has not stopped asking me to play over and over again. I finally gave in, and I said, sure, I'll play. I'll sub with you. Uh, So that's this week. Cannot wait to give you guys an update on how that goes. My problem with softball has always been this. I am a very competitive person. And the thing about softball is everybody's joking and drinking beer and having a good time until it's the last inning. And now you want to be serious. And, uh, the game is, you know, softball is not a game you can control by that much because, um, it's softball, right? You're, you're just kind of lobbing the ball up there. I know people can put spit on it and stuff, but, um, you know, it's hard to control. Um, so that's kind of been my issue with softball. And also sure, you know, I played baseball for so long, uh, to just kind of get thrown in the outfield. I'd like to play some first base. I'd like to play some positions that I wouldn't normally play. And, you know, people are very competitive because, uh, you know, if you stopped playing after high school or whatever the case is, you know, people really want to win. So I kind of get caught. And the, so they don't, they're not going to put me at shortstop or second base. They want me to be in the outfield. And I'm like, I played outfield all my life. So I've kind of been stuck in that in-between ground. I'm kind of clearing the deck and checking this situation out. I'm going to go play. Um a little nervous, a little nervous, but I'm pretty sure it's it would be nice to give my body a, a little rest from basketball. I've been playing a lot of b-ball. Um, so I'm excited and I will let you all know how it goes. I might get hooked or it might remind me of why I didn't want to play in the first place. I have no clue. I have no clue. Um, but what I do have a clue on is why HBO makes so much money and, um, how they get people so hooked. And the way that is, is that basically, you know, like I said, you know, me and my girlfriend were some of the only people I think under the age of. 30, and that won't be for long that don't have that still have cable uh so what hbo does is every once in a while they'll give you a little free sample right and i don't even want to i don't even know why i'm giving you guys game because i just the only reason i am is because i don't think hbo execs are uh listening to the south files not yet uh we're growing we're showing um but basically when they give the free weekend the way it originally started was that You know, I would just fire through all the channels. It's HBO and Cinemax, but Cinemax is pretty trash Um, and just record everything, record everything, record everything. Then I realized um, I think it might have been like one or two free samples ago that you can actually watch everything that they have on on demand during that free weekend. So basically this weekend, I've been watching Euphoria because everybody at work wouldn't stop talking about it. Uh, So I watched the whole thing, season one. It was great, man. It was great. It was still so on brand. Like HBO shows are really good at having music. You know, they always have great soundtracks, great music during the shows. And they're really good at not necessarily having a plot, right? They make it so intriguing to watch that it doesn't matter. If it has a plot or not, if the show has a plot. Think about it. I mean, Entourage, no plot. Ballers, no plot. Insecure doesn't really have a plot, right? Insecure, I'm not as caught up on, but from what I've watched, it's people living their lives. And euphoria, no real plot. But they're all great in their own way. They're all great. They all Make you want to watch the next episode, even though it's not really leading to anything. But I think in that way, these writers have so much freedom because they're like, we can just do whatever we want. There's no, you know, uh, it's not like all the other shows that, you know, you watch where it's like, we got to get out of here. We only have so many, you know, we only have so many days before the virus, da 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 da, or, um, you know, those type of things. It's just like, it's just there. It's just there. Or, you know, we're running for president and season finale. You, you find out if they won or not. It's like, it, it's just kind of, they're just, and maybe they have more shows like that, but from the ones I've watched, it's great music, shock shock factor, shock value, um, great characters, no real plot. And they get you every single time. Uh, Euphoria was wild. Is basically, I call it um, Degrassi on steroids. That's kind of what I would call it. Uh, or, you know, yeah, HGH, whatever they were using uh, in the early 2000s and the 90s for Major League Baseball players. That's what Euphoria is on. But it is very uh, intriguing. It's very unique, I would say. And um, I think it's worth the watch. Um, you know, you find someone that's got an account or you just pay the money or you wait for the next uh, free sample, uh, definitely check it out. I would say that for sure. Okay. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. You know what it is. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop leaving on the red receipts. What are you trying to tell me? Why do you need that on to let me know, hey, I read this. I don't care to respond. I don't get it, okay? So I have a buddy that is a big red receipt guy. He believes he went as far as to say that turning off the red receipt is omitting the fact that you did read it and in a way is lying. I thought that was a wild take, completely wild take. I don't it's not I don't need to let you know when I read your message. Okay? Conversely, sure, if you want to let me know that you read it, but that you didn't feel it was important enough to respond to. That's great. I just think you're an a-hole. There's just no need for it. You know, I understand, hey, if you're single maybe in the dating game and you're trying to duck someone and you're like, yo, I'm just going to kind of say it the way I want to say it um, and just kind of leave it at that. And she can know or he can know that I do not like I read this three hours ago i am planning on responding it's not because i didn't see it sure i think i get it right but the idea that we are you know omitting something it says delivered maybe i saw it but i don't feel like responding and i don't want you to feel any type of way people can be very like hey i you know and i'm one of those people it's like yo do you read this like what's the deal right um so, you know, the red receipts, I just think that they are unnecessary. Uh, like we are in 2019. Text messages, iMessages, they get delivered. Okay. I don't need you to tell me that you read it. Right. Like, what, what are you what are you trying to say? Okay. Um, and I just think that if especially if you're in a relationship, you cannot that, that that's not going to fly. It's like, homie, you I, you I know you read my message. Four hours ago, you having drinks? So you read it? You, you you sober enough to read, but you ain't sober enough to respond? Is that what it is? Okay. I just don't think it's necessary at all. At all. You know, um, it's just letting people know, hey, like I'm big man on campus. I'm big person on campus. Um, I, yeah, I read it. Yeah, I didn't feel like responding. It's corny. It's corny. I don't even know why they left that option. Okay. I really don't. I really, really don't. Um, And if you uh, and that's the thing, if you if you're Apple, just don't even leave the option then if that's the case. okay, why leave the option um, so people can kind of play with it? I just think there are people that are red receipt people and people that are not. And i like to believe that I can identify them. I really do. I really do. I can look at you and say, you know what? You leave your red receipt on, don't you? And for that. You lose cool points in my book. I cannot get down with that. I cannot get down with that. I just think it's weak. I'll just, you know me, if you have your red receipt on, I'll just continue to to text you until you respond, okay? I'll be like, I know you read it. I can see right there, all right? The only people that get excused are like people like my dad that probably don't understand how to turn it off. That's the only, those are the only people that get an excuse there. I just think it's unnecessary uh, at all levels. And what you're doing, you're just trying to let someone know. I don't think it's, hey, I'm being honest. You know, this is what my buddy was saying. It's honesty. You're letting someone know, hey, you read it. It's like, but saying delivered, it's like, hey, you know it's delivered. I, I don't think that's honesty that needs to be, you know, that needs to be communicated. It's just either you respond or you don't. I don't need to know you read it. I don't need to, I, it's just TMI. I don't, need to, I don't need to know that, okay? So please stop. Also, please stop giving bad customer service. Um, so I, I mean this in a couple different ways. The first one was that I told you guys about my Bose headphones. I still don't have them. I'm supposed to get them this week. Basically, I called to get the tracking order, and Bose uh, headquarters said that um, basically they hadn't shipped yet because they didn't receive my old headphones. And I told them when I went into the store, they said going into the store is better Because they will ship your new ones without us before we have to ship them back. If you do it yourself, they will not ship you new headphones until um, they receive your old ones. So when I called to get the tracking number, they're like, yeah, it doesn't look like, doesn't look like, um, you know, they filled out what they were supposed to when you were at the store. Can you call them so we can confirm that you dropped them off? I was like, can you call them like hell to the no? This is what I was told, okay, and now I'm getting upset. And I told him, I said, so who's wrong, the store or you? Because I was told I could just come in there and drop them off, and then you guys, I should have my headphones today or sometime this week, early this week. He puts me on hold, comes back. Sorry, Mr. Styles. Um, we will get those delivered to you express, and you should have them um, today or tomorrow. It's just that simple. Like, And I was talking to a coworker about this. They, they assume like everyone is stupid and didn't go through either the correct pathways to get something done or we can just give them a roundabout. You ain't giving me the roundabout. You think I, I walked all the way to Westfield Mall on a Saturday, mind you, after the gym, I'm sweaty, I don't want to be there, and you're going to try to tell me that I need to call them? No, 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 no. That's your job. We bought the Bose speakers. You call them for me. You figure it out, okay? And then again, this one was kind of my fault. But you guys got to beware. So I get back from Los Angeles, and, uh, you know, I show up to the office, and I'm just in, like, a great mood, great mood. I got on my snow, Allegra popping, and I'm just, you know, kind of in a zone. I'm talking to my buddy, and uh, we were trying to get tickets. This is how it all started. It all escalated so quickly. We were trying to get tickets to Toby Lou, right? Um those tickets didn't go we go on sale yet we didn't even get those tickets. He tells me he's going to see Cautious Clay, another guy that I really like. And I'm so in the zone, I don't know, I Google just Cautious Clay San Francisco. And I just clicked the first thing that comes up. Now, what I didn't notice was that it said he told me what he paid. When I saw 65 bucks, I thought that was for two. I didn't notice. Uh, again, my fault. The each sign and I went through, buy the whole thing for 166 bucks, And then I said, you know what? That seems kind of high. What the hell happened here? You know, and I was actually ready to accept if it was some wild fees. That's how uh, used to fees I am at this point. And it turns out I bought them from like a third-party situation. And, uh, yeah, I overpaid for my tickets. If I had bought them from the normal a spot and they're not sold out yet because the show's not until November. It would have been $88. I paid 166 And for those of you who have been listening to South Files, you know that freaking killed me. So I'm on the phone, I'm tweeting at them, all this stuff. They tell me I can't get a refund, all sales are final. But to this day, as of right now, I don't have the tickets yet. So my whole thing was. How can I not get a refund when I don't have the tickets? And they kept saying, you can resell, you can resell. I'm like, I can't resell what I don't have. So they just kept saying all sales are final. Um, somebody hopped in on Twitter like, you can go to the attorney, state attorney's office to get this handled. Like I had to do it. And I'm like, yeah, they're doing a lot. Right. That's doing a lot. But I mean, it is pretty jacked up. I mean, it's my fault. I'm taking responsibility. I just don't understand how I can't get a refund when I don't have anything. And they're saying, well, this person already confirmed the tickets. I'm like, you mean they're about to buy them from the normal site and make their, I don't know, you know, 80 bucks off me or whatever. Because if they had them, why don't I have them in my hand? That's what I want to know. So that whole thing was super weird, but beware ticket offices. I'm going to tag you in this too because you're some trash. Um, and I, like I said, I'm accepting responsibility. But, yeah, you got to be careful because these, the SEO that these places have, they will be above where, um, where these artists are actually playing. So you, you have to be very careful about stuff like that. All right? So, please stop giving bad customer service. And the last one I'll say we had a leak in our bathroom. And you know how I feel about uh, how much we pay for rent. You know, we're trying to find somewhere to live. Uh, You know, I don't care if I got to go to the suburbs. I'm done, man. I'm done with this rent thing. So, there's a leak. It's right above the shower, okay? And the leak looks like a water balloon, it just keeps getting bigger. I'm like, yo, this is about to pop. So I'm in L.A. when the landlord is like, hey, our maintenance guy is going to come check it out. He comes and checks it out, figures out where the leak is above us. And I get a picture from my girlfriend because I'm not even there. And, you know, the drama that we've had in the past with the Ratatouille's. She sends a picture of about a uh, probably a. Three, three and a half foot wide. Just gaping hole to the great beyond above our shower, uh, and it's just not covered at all. And I gotta, you know, I had had a couple of drinks with my buddy at dinner after work, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" I freaked out on my landlord. I'm like, "This is unacceptable." The fact that I even have to, you know, bring this to your attention is wild to me. Like, why would you think this is okay? I'm paying a thousand bucks myself. It's over two thousand bucks for this. where we live and you're going to leave it was the ugliest thing ever they still he apologized the guy comes he's like we need to leave some of it open so uh, it can air out i'm like that's fine but you cannot leave that then you just don't say anything i was about to patch it up with some truly boxes okay so that was crazy and in a way that's bad customer service That, that that should never happen to anyone you know like this is the stuff This is what we pay for, okay? So please stop giving bad customer service. And lastly, please stop saying my bad or sorry, you know, sorry, y'all, during pickup games. You know, playing pickup earlier this week, and, you know, this guy is just not very good. And he knows it, and everybody knows it. So at least he's self-aware. But he's just smoking layups left and right saying, my bad, sorry, guys. My bad, sorry, guys. Don't say that. Don't say that. Either stop playing or just say, hey, I suck. I suck. Like, I don't mind when people are get mad at themselves, right? Like, if I smoke a layup or someone, she's like, yo, I'm trash right now. I'm trash right now. I'm, I need to pick it up, okay? But my bad, I'm sorry. Sorry doesn't help the fact that we lost and I, and I now have a three-game wait. My bad doesn't help the fact that now, instead of, finishing all my steps on my Apple Watch, I got to go on the treadmill, which everyone knows I hate the treadmill, okay? Pick it up and just say like, I suck or I'm garbage, okay? Saying I'm sorry doesn't help anything. Nothing pisses me off more than that. So please stop saying my bad or I'm sorry. Like sure, a pass, my bad, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I smoked the layup. No, you're not sorry. Because if you were sorry, you wouldn't even show up. When you know you're not as good as everybody else. And that was pretty harsh. We all pay for the why. I get it. But when you are impeding on my ability to play more games because of your trashness, that's when we have a problem. So stop saying my bad or sorry. Just figure it out or get on the treadmill yourself. Okay? Come on Tuesdays and off days and get some work in. Just shoot for the square. Stop smoking layups, all right? So please stop saying I'm sorry during basketball games. It really annoys the hell out of me, all right? But that's all the time I got for y'all today. I don't think I will have a show next week. I will be in Philadelphia for a wedding. Then uh, I'm actually in the wedding. It's a good friend of mine from college, old teammate and roommate. So that'll be great. And then I'm also doing a night in Atlantic City. So you know... I will have stories from that. So the next episode will be action-packed. You can believe that. Uh, But until then, you're going to have to live without me. I know it's going to be tough. I know. But it is Labor Day weekend, so I'm sure everybody will be doing stuff. This kind of marks the end of the summer, so you know I'm going out with a bang. And everybody else should, too. Thank you for tuning in, as always. If you have anything to say, hit me up at the underscore styles, file styles with an I. That's Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, my friends, be safe, be well, be wise. Peace.